0: Mm, <laughs> mm, Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On this episode of the podcast, we will be discussing everything Blade & Bow. We'll go through the history of the distillery, current news, and of course, our personal favorite aspect of the show, the bourbon tastings. And of course, with me as always is my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleschick.
1: Andy, how you doing this week? Uh, not too bad. I mean, it's been a slow week for me. I've been uh, so far, or past week for me, uh, the only major news is just having to get Ripped off uh taking my car in for a servicing, of course just spent just getting the wallet dragged out him oh uh, always costing money yeah yeah
0: what do we have uh we I guess this is our <coughs> last podcast that'll be recorded before the super uh, Super Bowl's played out
1: yeah so who
0: do you think is uh how do you think it's how do you think that's gonna go down I
1: don't know honestly i i I think the chiefs have a chance to repeat but Honestly, I'm kind of rooting for the Buccaneers, and you can never count Brady out. Never count That's Brady out. That's my answer.
0: Out. Yeah, never count Brady out. This is his 10th Super Bowl. Um, he, he's coming to play. He's coming to win.
1: What, 7-2 so far? Uh, I want to
0: say he – I really don't know. I think, I, 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 I think the only yeah, two he's really lost so know. far
1: are to the – oh, no, 6-3 because six he's six and lost three. to the Eagles, lost to the Giants twice.
0: Okay. I'll take your word for
1: it. I really don't know. He's yeah. won too many times something, for me to keep, like keep it Something like that. He's straight. won way too many. Yeah, it's hard to deny
0: at this point that he is uh, the greatest uh, quarterback of all time. And yeah. uh, man, it's uh, honestly, it's I, I. It turns out I didn't actually hate Tom Brady. I hated the New, new, the new yeah. England Patriots because the new, uh, seeing him win the with empire. the Buccaneers doesn't really uh, bother me nearly as much. So uh, you know, it's nice to uh, you know see him be successful elsewhere. It shows that you really can be. Way into your 40s and still be, you know, great, yeah. and be still be in your prime, which of course is, I'm sure, is really cool for a lot of older people. Um, but that being said, I think if like you know, like you were alluding to earlier, the Kansas City Chiefs could absolutely repeat. Travis Kelsey is no joke. I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to uh, be trying to stop him downfield. I think Line it's going to be a battle corner. of the offense. Oh, absolutely. Patrick Mahomes is a winner, obviously, uh, going up against. uh Tom Brady, who's of course a winner as well, and and Patrick Mahomes was in kindergarten when Tom Brady appeared in his first Super Bowl, first one, so yeah. pretty uh, stark contrast there. It's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, yeah. I think you also it's going to be hard to stop Tyree Kill. Uh, you know, I just I think they've got a lot of weapons. So does New- so does the Buccaneers. Leonard yeah. Fournette is uh, is unstoppable. It appears right now and. And of course, they've got Gronk, who did nothing for me in the last in in the, in the last in your week. Last game. Yeah, when I was trying to win some money, uh, so he'll probably go score two touchdowns in the Super Bowl. They got Godwin, they got Mike Evans. They are stacked for sure. And the Buccaneers' defense is no joke at this point either. So nah. it'll be it'll be a fun game, I think.
1: Yeah, no, Absolutely. definitely.
0: All right. Well, we've uh, kind of shot the shot the shit. Uh, if you're there, if you there the, if you uh, know what I mean, um, at this point, I feel like we might as well just jump right on into the actual show and uh, go ahead, Andy. Why don't you tell the folks everything they need to know about Blade and Bow Bourbon?
1: Of course. So Blade and Bow is again one of our newer brands that we've covered. Um, I think second or third youngest brand that I can think of, alongside like New Riff. Uh, they were originally founded i'm gonna pour, uh, us, I'm gonna pour us a drink here yeah i uh, forgot you guys to do should do that. pour yourselves one
0: as well forgot to do that before we uh started talking about them oh,
1: but uh the key's just <laughs> don't worry about it but uh yeah like i said they were originally founded in 2015 out of the stitzel weller distillery um it was kind of right after stitzel weller sat there mm-hmm. and uh reopened oh if you will reopened some of their operations um when Bullet Bourbon came to the, um, came to the distillery and they do all of their uh, cheers, sir. Cheers, yeah. Um, so it's like now that Bullet's doing all of their um, tours and everything like that, there, um, they kind of founded Blade and Bow, and it's the first, if you will, quote unquote, new brand out of the distillery mm-hmm. since they uh, closed down their formal distilling operations and instead are just doing um, like aging operations more so now
0: it's quite tasty yeah it's a good one it's a good one absolutely I, um, I've never had it before I had never heard of it until very recently a couple months back um, I actually have a good friend who's uh, working out in Arizona right now I'm, I'm with a part of my company and uh, he actually gave me a call Friday night hey what you know we're just chatting what what bourbon his name is David James what kind of bourbon you got you know what bourbon you got going on this weekend I'm like actually man we're doing uh, blade and bow and he was like i've never heard of that and i'm like neither i was like neither did i till recently so i'm really excited i think it's going to be i think it's going to be a great one and he was like i'm sure it will be and it was an absolutely yeah. tasty bourbon coming out of uh Stitzel Weller. not surprised at all and uh yeah i yeah. I highly recommend it if you can get your hands on a yeah. bottle
1: <laughs> yeah it, it's it's one that it is one of the better tasting products I've had, um, of all the bottles that I've had a chance to try at least.
0: Yep, it's got the uh, Keys to the Kingdom there, dangling la- around the the neck of the bottle. Yeah. Uh, very unique <clears throat> shaped bottle. I love the, um, kind of like a dark blue, like turquoise blue. Yeah. Like, dark, like a turquoise mixed with navy type of blue uh, here with gold uh, lettering. It's a really yeah. slick bottle. Very it's, d- it's, unique, um, like size, like the, the shape of the bottle is very yeah. unique as well.
1: It, yeah, it kind of reminds you a little bit of a decanter, a little bit.
0: Yeah, it's like an octagon shaped decanter. It's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: And that's, um. yeah, and that actually kind of, with their name, that you mentioned the keys there, uh, that's something that, with their name, they, um. that's how they kind of founded it, or named it, at least, is because the blade and the bow are the two different parts of the key, like the end, where it's the circular part. Um, if anybody's seen, like an old, really, really old-fashioned key. Um, like the circular part on the end that you hold is the bow, and then the blade is the part that you insert into a lock.
0: Interesting. I did not know that. Oh. I was just thinking you need a blade and a bow to, you know, control yeah. the the Seven Kingdoms, and <laughs> that's that's why we need our blades and our bow. We need some shields. Need some uh, some fire, of course, to fight off the White yeah. Walkers and all that. But I didn't even know those were terms uh, in relation to yeah. keys.
1: Yeah. No that that was something I hadn't actually never. The first time I learned that that was actually. Key terminology, if you will, hmm. um, is when I actually took tour at the distillery. Well, now about a year and a half ago, because uh, of COVID and everything. But <clears throat> yeah, that's what they're named after, and it was something that the set of five key, There was like five keys that weller back when they were actually distilling, distilling that they had on their doors or like the, I think their main office. Um, And it's something that they pride themselves on for everything. Um, Those kind of five keys also represent the five... What they view as the five keys to bourbon. um, Mm -hmm. Which are grains, yeast, fermentation, distillation, and aging. Um, And that was something that... At least when they opened in 1935, post-Prohibition... That was their main views on how to... um, distill, and create a good bourbon product. But getting back a little bit more to Blade & Bow, uh, it's kind of interesting because, like I said earlier, when Stitzel-Weller stopped aging, or stopped distilling bourbon in 1992, well, you know, now how do you continue creating bourbon 30 years on? Um, or even, you know, 13. 23 years on when they opened up. Well, it's a process that they use, um, called solaric cascaging there at, uh, Stitzel Weller for these products hmm. where, uh, basically, and this is, I think something we talked about in a recent episode, I forget which one, but what they'll do is they'll kind of continuously age. Some of the like newer product while also aging older and older products as well. And it's something more typically found in wine, Then bourbon, to my knowledge, Blade & Bow is the only one that actually uses this product or process in the whiskey um, universe, Mm. as far as I know. But basically what it is, is like, let's say you have 100 barrels evenly split between like 5-year-old, 10-year-old, 15-year-old, and 20-year-old aged bourbon. Basically, what it'll do is you'll like dump some of the 20-year-old barrels... And then backfill what you dumped out of those 20-year-old barrels. You'll dump the 15 into there. So it's like maybe out of those 25, 20-year-old barrels, you'll dump enough to equal five barrels from each of the 25. Then backfill that portion with 15. Then backfill the portion of the 15 that you moved to the 20-year-olds with 10. So on with the five into the 10. So it's like your youngest is like you're continually aging everything
0: there right that's an interesting process
1: yeah it's very interesting and kind of continues to give a little bit different take on like a never younger than so-and-so or never older than so-and-so can kind of a continually evolving taste if you yeah, will definitely. in their product it's
0: interesting what what is the one we're drinking right now do we know how old this is
1: um this is just their regular non-age statement one gotcha. that they do they also have a um a one that they released in late, um, I want to say 2015, or about 2015, that was their 22-year-old Blade & Bow, uh, which was supposed to harken back to their original juice, um, produced by Stitzelweller pre-1992 stopping distillation, um, and it actually can, I don't know the exact percentage or anything if it was entirely or just a portion of it. But, um, those barrels that they were dumping, at least in the 2015 release of it, um, contained some of that original bourbon distilled pre 1992. And I know in 2020, they did another, at least in 2020, I don't know if they did ones in 2016 through 19, um, they did another Blaine Bow age statemented bourbon. That was, I think a 27 year old or 28 year old bourbon. Uh, again, as an homage to their old roots, as well as bourbon heritage munch- month month. And I think uh, December or not December, uh, September. Hmm. So those are the two um, products that they offer there out of the distillery. Uh, we've kind of discussed Stitzel-Weller many different times. Uh, originally founded by, um, you know, Weller, who's famous with Buffalo Trace, uh, Weller products there, as well as, you know, having roots with the Van Winkle family and various other, you know, historical names there in the um, bourbon legendarium. Yep. Uh, I've
0: been, I've been rocking my Weller twelve year. Uh, Face mask of as of really? late. Really? Yeah, I don't know if I've, nice. I don't know if you've seen that one. I haven't yet. seen that one. Yeah, I'll have to show it to you after the, the podcast. Uh, it's uh, it's getting making a lot of comments <laughs> for sure. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, both products, as far as I can see, are undisclosed mash bills, so I don't one hundred percent know. Uh, obviously, both being bourbon, they're at least fifty-one percent corn, but beyond that, I don't know like what the breakdown of gotcha any other um, grains in there is. Unfortunately, so. That's pretty much the history of the brand. I mean, like I said, it's one of the newest ones, did I think. You, did you go into
0: all five of the different keys? I, I don't know if I if yeah, broke down all Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: The five keys were the grains, the yeast, fermentation, all that. Gotcha, yeah, um, okay. That they do, and that's kind of – that's where on – on each bottle, you see a key that's labeled that's numbered one through five. Okay. It's kind of like how Bland's has their uh, horses on the top. Yeah, yeah. Except obviously With all le- the different letters from yeah
0: Bland's. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Except obviously less keys. Only five different keys you can kind of collect. Right. There. Um, and something else actually, I forgot to mention on those before you get to the tasting and everything of it. Um, those keys that they kind of talked about earlier and that they thought were the five keys to making great bourbon um they also kind of grew for the distillery and the brands by extension a bit uh to symbolize southern traditions of you know hospitality warmth and enjoying the finer things in life
0: yeah definitely
1: so i think it's a 91 proof yeah
0: bourbon was that 45 and a half then yeah Yeah, 45 45 and a a
1: half proof or percent. or percent, yeah. By so, volume.
0: Absolutely. So it's going to be a very interesting to uh, see how this one tastes. Yeah. All right, folks. Go ahead and pour yourself a glass of the Blade, Blade & Bow bourbon uh, so we can go ahead and uh, kick this tasting off. All right, folks. Now it's time for our tastings. Of course, as always, we're going to start with the nose, work our way to the palate, and then, of course, to always discuss the finish. So go ahead and give that whiskey a sniff, and we'll see what we think.
1: Yeah. Very, very smooth on the on the nose to me not very light. Yeah, very like even with a 90 proof, it's not too much jumping up at me. Like not that that's necessarily a yeah. bad thing, but it's just very unassuming bourbon. I'm getting some light
0: fruity notes like maybe a um, peach or yeah, something along that line, those lines. I'm, I'm getting some of course a little bit of oak, but I, that yeah. obviously comes pretty standard in a lot of bourbons. Yeah, um, a bit of
1: the oak. Of course, orange, which is, well, maybe not even true orange, like, like the orange, like the actual orange slices that you get, Mm. not like the orange rind or anything like that. Yeah. Kind of like peach or something like that, as you mentioned, lighter fruits like that.
0: Definitely. Let's give this one a taste, folks. I think the no, the the palette is pretty consistent with the nose. To be honest with you, yeah, I'm getting it's still pretty it's still pretty light, especially for a 91. I mean, I mean the 91 is not crazy strong, um, but I mean, it's it's a light bourbon. I, I feel yeah. like, but it's still it, it lingers does. a little bit in a, in a good way.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, I agree with you. It's it's one that it's a good sip in whiskey, and oh, it's yeah. not going to be one.
0: I think it's a little really that pepperiness kind of you get that yeah. peppery tongue, uh, you know, the pepperiness yeah, on of get the tongue. Some, yeah, I
1: kind of get some of those spices there,
0: and I get some of that the I get some vanilla and oak like the way I was getting in the nose as well. Yeah, it, it for me, I'm if, not getting a ton of the ton of the fruit fruit sense.
1: Yeah, not. Yeah, a lot of those fruit notes are more on the nose than the palate for me too. Right, absolutely. It's one that you know it's at the price it's about fifty bucks. Per seven fifty milliliter, really
0: in, just like smooth aftertaste. I would say, yeah. Um, I think the I think the vanilla and, and and the peppery kind of it kind of it, it finishes it through in, in a strong way, but it it kind of almost evaporates and and, and doesn't leave a, much of an aftertaste once it's all you know, yeah down. It really is a good finish as well.
1: No, I agree with you there.
0: High quality bourbon. Uh, what, what what kind of price are we talking,
1: Andy? Uh in our area, as far as I can ever find it, it's about. Fifty-ish bucks in mm-hmm. Cincinnati for yeah. a seven-fifty milliliter. Yeah,
0: wow. I wouldn't. If we're talking fifty-dollar bourbons, it's not going to be one of my top picks. I have to yeah. say. There's other but, things. Uh, it definitely it's it's very unique, of course, in the way they they age it, and it's a unique in the way that um, I, I think it's unique in pretty much every way. So if you're looking for a, a bottle at that price range where you still want a great taste, but you're trying to be a little different, kind of be a little out of the ordinary from kind of you don't want to yeah. have the same bottles everyone else has. Blood and Bow, I think, is definitely a great yeah, option it, for that.
1: No, I'd agree with you. It's definitely one to take a look at if you're kind of like in that, at least in that price range, that forty to sixty dollar price range. Um, you're kind of wanting to stray away from your other standard bourbons or whiskeys in general that you, you know, want to try. This is a good one to give an option for because I think it is, at least for American whiskeys and bourbons specifically, gives a smooth taste that's sticks out. But kind of compromises a bit. Yep, for everybody.
0: You want to have, uh, you know, great bourbon to go, uh, you know, alongside your kingdom and to have inside your kingdom and serve yeah. to your, uh, your 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 noble guests. Uh, this is definitely a great option. Yep, and it's definitely going to catch people's eyes, and you're going to definitely come off as a hardcore connoisseur um, when when people see this on your shelf. Yeah. All right, folks, that's it from us here this week. Make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. We're everywhere, and we're not going anywhere anytime soon. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review, and uh, tell your friends and share the podcast of Distilled Discussion on Facebook and all the other social media platforms you use. Have a great week. Pour yourself another whiskey, and don't worry, America. We'll be here to drink with you next week.